0: Hello, Peter Squire here, Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board's Vice President, External Relations and Market Intelligence. I'm your host of this special podcast series of The Voice, where we interview 2022 mayoral candidates to hear what they have to say on issues important to the real estate industry. The Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board serves over 2,400 members in and around the Winnipeg metropolitan region. Who in 2021 transacted over $6.5 billion in residential real estate through our MLS cooperative selling system and significant amounts of commercial real estate development, sales and leasing through our CPIX commercial real estate system. We believe that real estate is amongst the most important facets of the economy, servicing diverse business sector locations and housing as the anchor to where we live, work, play, and invest in. Welcome, Kevin Klein. Thank you for joining us on The Voice today. Let's get started. If elected as mayor, what strategies will you implement to reverse the trend we are seeing where more people are leaving our city to go
1: to other provinces than coming here? It's a great question, uh, Peter, and there are a number of solutions and uh, programs that we're going to have to implement to keep business and attract more business and allow business to flourish. Small and medium-sized businesses are you know essentially going to be the backbone of our economy as it is in most major centers now across Canada and North America. But we have to open be open for business. I'm hearing when I talk to small and medium-sized business owners that have attempted to start a business in Winnipeg or they've had a business in Winnipeg and they've now moved out, is that it's been difficult. You know, since the year 2000 or before, we have made it difficult for businesses to operate in Winnipeg. And that's what will change when we get into the mayor's office. We're going to change that because you have to ensure that there are jobs in Winnipeg so people stay and work. You have to ensure that there's good jobs, that there's reliable services. We have to make sure that the streets are safe. You know, we hear a lot of people that are moving out of the city, whether it's to one of the RMs or to a different province completely, is because they're not happy with the public safety in the city. And, you know, we have one of the highest uh, severe crime indexes in the country. So we have to look at the safety, but when you get down to the businesses, we have to help them op- open, we have and help open quickly. We have to help them expand, and we want to work with them to invest more in the city, making sure that the city treats them like clients, if you will, and investors. And that, I think that's something that I bring that no other candidate brings as uh, chief executive officer of a uh, national you know, company, where we were Sun Media, where I was with MTS, and others uh, throughout my career. I understand the importance and the value of customer service. And I think that that's what's missing in politics today. So we we will be announcing or or, uh, we may have already announced that uh, we're going to have a special process for small and medium sized businesses where we will assign you your own caseworker through the permitting department. So you don't have to talk to five people, you talk to one person. And we are also going to ensure and guarantee that you're open within 90 days. And then we're going to continuously be working with you to make sure that we can help your needs. So you're kind of saying like a concierge service to help business establish here. Yeah, it, you you could call it a concierge service, but we have to we have to be the retail outlet, if you will. We have to treat everyone coming to the city of Winnipeg to open a business, or they're trying to open a, a business in their home, which we know is expanding. That we're, we're we're partners. We're not the authority. We're not the you know we're not going to hold or we're not going to be the bad guy, if you will. But we want to be partners, so people know that they can come to Winnipeg and open a business effectively, efficiently. It's going to be cost effective. We're going to help them and not oppose them.
0: Thanks for that answer, Kevin. And it really leads into the next question. What are your strategies to attract business investment to Winnipeg? And what sectors do you believe
1: should be focused on? That's a good question. Again, um, small and medium-sized businesses, as we know, and uh, any economist across uh, North America will tell you, that's where you've got to focus your attention. That's that's where the world is going, small, medium-sized businesses. And they're, they're from various levels. And we know that people can come or work from their home and service customers anywhere in the world now. So we have to really focus in on selling the quality of life to these small businesses and young entrepreneurs, that this is the place to come to start a family, to start your business. We've got uh, wonderful power infrastructure, if it's a larger industry. We know uh, that recently Tesla had uh, reported in the media during an interview with one of the financial magazines that they said Canada is very difficult to do work with. I can't find a province or a city that will help them and they want to be in Canada. So how we would deal with that is we would open the or turn on the lights and say, we're open for business. And my approach will be that, you know, what do we have to do to get your business here? How can we get your business here? We have to be salesmen of this city. This is a great city and it's a great place to start a business. And I think we should be the tech center of North America because of the power we have and the sustainability we have and the cost of living in the city of Winnipeg. We should be going after the tech business, not outside of North America, but let's start looking at the ones in Vancouver and the ones in Toronto, because as soon as we you know leave the continent, language becomes an issue and there's all kinds of other issues. Let's focus in on what's right at our fingertips. And I've heard that from a lot of the uh, digital industries that we have here in Winnipeg, is that's where we have to focus our attention.
0: Thanks again for that answer. What steps will you take to address the issue of Manitoba being one of the provinces with a chronic shortage of residential dwelling units?
1: Well, that goes back to uh, something that I've been you know, a strong advocate in trying to change the city of Winnipeg, and that is our property planning and development department. And I think, unfortunately, when you have politicians that are either career politicians, or that's kind of the most business experience they've ever had, and they don't understand it from a corporate level, which is what I bring to that table, is that we have to look at that department and start reinvesting in that department you know we're not adding the resources necessary we don't have enough frontline staff we also have to be able to say to the not for profits uh, or the uh, you know builders that want to build affordable housing that we have an express lane for you and same with a small business we are going to implement a one person contact when you want to get your permits. And if you're in, if you're doing affordable housing and it meets that criteria, we're gonna help you get it done faster and we're gonna make it more economical for you. Because we need to have housing, more housing, which will bring down, as you would well know, mm-hmm. if we can have more, you know, it's supply and demand. If we could have more housing on the market, the prices will start to come down. We have to make that a priority as opposed to making the builders and the applicants and such come to us meeting our needs we have to reach out to them and say look we know we need more housing right now what do we have to do to get more housing and where
0: how will you build and lead a team at city council to ensure we receive funding to support growth enabling infrastructure
1: well let's talk about what's happened at city hall over the last i guess 22 years or whatever 20 years we've had leadership come into City Hall and, and really hang on to the establishment, if you will. And that has created division, and that division has intensified at City Council, and, and you have a lot of party lines coming out at, at City Hall as well, and that is the one place where party lines should never enter. At City Hall, I made an announcement already, uh, and it will happen on day one when we get in the Mayor's office every elected official will be added to the budget working group period that has never happened in 20 some odd years no mayor previous mayors none of them would ever be brave enough to take on the workload that would be responsible to bring everybody into the room but i look at it again as that if we're the mayor of the city and we're counselors we're the board of directors for the city and every resident is our shareholder they pay our salary every one of them should have a voice there. On top of that, they need to have enough information to understand why it's so important for us to grow our infrastructure and understand why we can't wait to do regular maintenance. So I think we lead by involvement. So really what you're saying there, you want to attach some urgency to that that whole leadership piece,
0: given the infrastructure needs that we have to deal with right at the outset if you become mayor. Right.
1: One of the things that I would do, first of all, that I hear from a lot of councillors, but I hear from outside, is nobody knows what the priorities are of the city of Winnipeg. And as councillors, they don't tell us. They just tell us, these are your priorities. And it's kind of opposite. We should be the ones listening to residents saying, these are the priorities we're hearing from residents. That would happen. My, my objective is on October 27th to call everyone who's been elected and, and spend a weekend together somewhere and get to know each other, build that relationship, but set our priorities then and outline it to the public service. I'm sorry, but these are the residents priorities and that's what we're going to work on. Last question, and I really appreciate your
0: thoughtful answers, Kevin. What benchmarks and actions will you take to move key projects ahead faster to sustain delivery of core civic services?
1: Again, there's uh, multiple solutions to do this, but the one answer that I can give you is I'll take immediate action on, on ensuring that we have benchmarks, ensuring that we're addressing public safety in our neighborhoods, I will take action immediately to ensure that our transit system becomes safer. I will take action immediately to make sure that we do know what the residents' wishes are when we just talked about with their priorities and get that in place. And furthermore to that is that we've already started talking about it and having meetings with other stakeholders in the city. We're going to put all of those ambitions on the city website that have benchmarks. So you'll get to see the dates. You'll see what the milestones are and we're going to report on that. No more doing a study and no more doing a study on a study and no more giving it 180 days more or 180 days more, or 180 days more. That's what's happened at city hall is we've had weak leadership over the years and nothing personal. It's just that they haven't had that experience of running a corporation. So they need to hold people accountable. And if you don't have accountability, Well, nothing gets done and we're all accountable to somebody. So I think once we bring in that accountability and say, here's here's where we want to go. And these are the milestones we want you to hit short term and long term. So we have a lot of problems in the city that we need to start addressing immediately. But as we're addressing the short term solution with short term solutions, we need to be finalizing what the long term solutions are and get them in place and have milestones for those as well. Thanks for that comprehensive answer.
0: And I just want to thank you for coming in and, and doing this podcast with me and wish you the best of luck in your campaign to become mayor of our city. Thank you. And thank you for your uh, contribution as a city councilor in the term leading up to this election.
1: Thank you very much. It's, you know, it's been an honor to uh, represent this city and a lot of people ask me why. You know why would you want to run for that job? Or is I I love this city. I'm one of the few people that chose to be in Winnipeg, and we're not going anywhere. Like uh, my family and I, we're not going anywhere. My wife won't let me. Um, so we're we're dedicated to Winnipeg, and I ran because I love this city, and I know I know we can do a lot better.
0: Thank you for participating and sharing your vision on issues important to the Winnipeg Regional Real Estate Board its members, stakeholders, and all Winnipeggers. To our valued listeners, please tune in for more episodes of The Voice where we invite mayoral candidates to share their vision for Winnipeg.